Today on CityCast Philly, happy Halloween. We've got a really spooky story for you. It's about a historical tavern here in the city that's got a haunted past. It's Monday, October 31st, 2022. I'm Trinae And this is CityCast Philly. <laughs> Josh Hitchens, you're a Philadelphia-based author, playwright, and podcaster, and you specialize in the city's haunted history. How'd you get into telling ghost stories? So I've always loved history and ghost stories ever since I was a very young kid. Um, And my grandparents took me on my first ghost tour when I was eight years old in Colonial Williamsburg. Uh, and I was absolutely terrified by it and captivated by the history of it. I was like, I, right, I would be too. <laughs> um, yeah. And when I, I went to college at Arcadia University in, in Glenside, um, got a theater degree. And the first job I applied to after graduation in 2007 was to be a storyteller for the Ghost Tour of Philadelphia, which I have now been doing for 15 years. And I love it. That's awesome. And uh, you have a new book that just came out. It's called The Haunted History of Philadelphia. So how haunted is the city? I mean, Philadelphia is absolutely one of the most haunted cities in the United States. Um, I think, and you know, with any place, any city where you have a tremendous amount of history, where lots of momentous things happen, both good and bad, you're going to have lots of ghost stories. And Philadelphia because it was the center of this country for so long where so many incredible huge events happened in our history it's left a lot of ghost stories behind um which are fun to explore there's a lot of them is this connection to our past you know the nation's history really important when telling ghost stories I think it is, you know, because we all learn about in history class, like about the big names, right? About like George Washington, Ben Franklin, Thomas Jefferson, Betsy Ross, yeah, Betsy Ross, yeah. Um, But we so and they're all like really interesting folks, uh, even though there's a lot about them that we don't usually learn about, which is fascinating. Betsy Ross, especially. Uh, But there are a lot of people that you don't learn about in the history books that still did really amazing things. And a lot of those folks, if it weren't for these ghost stories about them being passed down through time, they would really kind of be forgotten. So I feel it's a great honor to do the work I do both on the ghost tour and both as a writer to keep these stories alive, because by telling these stories, passing them on, you're keeping these people's memories alive as well. And I think there's something really special about that. Yeah, it's like uh, oral traditions, and I love that. So tell me a little bit about your experience researching for this book. The research process is always one of my favorite things to do because it basically means, oh, I get to read a bunch, just sit around and read a bunch of books uh, about history. Uh, And even though I've been telling the ghost stories of Philadelphia for so long now, in researching for this book, I learned so many things that I didn't know uh and like what um i mean just different facets of of the history like so much more detail um and i think one of the most exciting things that i learned since you i'll say since you mentioned betsy ross uh a little bit ago one of the things i learned is that 
Betsy Ross, according to historical records that her family has, uh, may have have been what we would term a witch today. Um, a witch? Yes. Uh, oh, snap. <laughs> right? Um, you don't right. learn about that, right? Uh, right. But like, one of her descendants, uh, who was named Lee Griscom, wrote a letter in 1945 uh, where he said that Betsy had the gift of healing people through touch. Uh, and she practiced this in secret because she didn't want it to get out, you know, didn't want people say, oh, she's a, she's a witch because bad things happen to women when they're accused of being witches. So, Josh, you're giving us a little taste of your book and telling us, you know, some of the most haunted uh, histories. There's a story about this place called City Tavern. First of all, what is this place? So the City Tavern, uh, the one that is is standing today uh, at uh, basically Second and Walnut, uh, is not the original building. It's a reconstruction. It was rebuilt in 1975 uh, for the bicentennial celebration, but it was built as a recreation of the original tavern. Uh, but the original city tavern was built in 1773 and opened in December of that year. And the city tavern in colonial Philadelphia was really the place to be. Like when we talk about like, oh, I'm going to a fancy restaurant for dinner. City tavern was the first fancy restaurant um, in what would become the United States. But they also kept prices very affordable. So it wasn't just for the rich people, not just for like the Ben Franklin and like the Thomas Jefferson. The members of Congress would often go there after a day's work at Independence Hall as they were debating the Declaration of Independence. Uh, John Adams, you know, when they wanted Thomas Jefferson to write the Declaration, he first said no. Uh, so John Adams did something very sensible. He took Thomas Jefferson to the city tavern and got him drunk. Uh, and then Thomas oh, Jefferson my goodness. was like, yeah, I'll do it. So tell me about the first tragedy that happened at City Tavern. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the first tragedy, which led to the first ghost story about the City Tavern, happened on January 3rd, 1783. Uh, and in the basement of the tavern, two soldiers had been eating, drinking quite a bit, and they got into an argument. And one of those soldiers, whose name was Colonel Craig, he drew his sword and he lunged at the other soldier to, you know, kill the soldier. But the soldier dodged out of the way. But uh, Colonel Craig's sword ended up going right through the torso of a waiter who happened mm. to be unfortunately standing right there. Uh, and the waiter bled to death on the floor of the city tavern in about 10 minutes. Uh, and this is a story that is not in the history books. It, it wasn't in the newspapers. Police never got involved. Because Colonel Craig actually came from a very, very wealthy and well-connected family. So the whole thing was hushed up. Some things never change, right? Um, and the only reason we know that this murder happened at all is because four different residents of Philadelphia who lived around the tavern wrote about it in their private journals and diaries. And they wrote about how disgusted they were that Colonel Craig was getting away with murder because he was rich. Um, but when the city tavern reopened in 1975, the ghost of this waiter, whose name very unfortunately wasn't recorded by anyone, uh, he began to make his presence known. Um, table settings would move by themselves, you know, plates and dishes and glasses would come crashing off of shelves when no one was around them. You know, oh my so gosh, spirit, that's so creepy. <laughs> yeah. So there's a, it's a spirit that has, I think, a, a certain anger, you know, because of this injustice. 
Um, and people have seen the ghost of the waiter. People who have dined at the City Tavern have seen him in the basement dining room, you know, because when the City Tavern was still open, all the people who interacted with the public wore period costume. So they'd see one of these waiters uh, just sort of staring at them for a while, uh, and it would make them uncomfortable. And then after a while, they'd see the waiter put his hand up to his chest, and the waiter's white shirt would start turning red with blood. And then he would drop down to the floor, and as soon as he hit the floor, he would disappear. Wow. What other paranormal phenomenons have people experienced uh, in this place? There's another ghost story about the of the tavern, which is one of the interesting things about it. You know, it's not just one story. There are two main ones. Uh, and it leads back to the second tragedy that occurred there, uh, which was um, in March of uh, 1834, when a wedding was going to take place at the tavern. What people think happened is that a candle fell over and in the room where the bride and her bridesmaids were getting ready up on the second floor. And the bride and her bridesmaids ended up being trapped in the fire and all burned to death. Um, and so the ghost of the bride and her bridesmaids have also been experienced at the city tavern, uh, in that dining room on the second floor, people would report, you know, their glasses of water would just turn over when no one's hand was near them. Uh, candles and oil lamps in that room would just extinguish on their own. Um, like someone was trying to say like, no, don't, don't start another fire. Um, and weddings were very commonly held at the city tavern up until about three years ago. And something that would often happen is that when people would take wedding photos in that beautiful second floor dining room, they'd look at the photos later and they'd be like, wait a minute, who's this woman standing in the back of the picture? And it would oh be, my gosh. And it'd be a woman that nobody knew, no one recognized her, and everyone swears that she wasn't in the room when they took that photo, but she's in the photo. Um, and people think that that might be the ghost of the bride. Um, and in the bathroom on the second floor, in the women's bathroom, uh, people have sometimes been washing their hands. They look up at the mirror and there's a woman standing behind them and they turn and look and she's gone. Josh, have you ever seen a ghost in Philly? I have. Um, at a couple places, you know, because I've been doing the ghost tour for a long time. So there, over the years, there have been a lot of odd things that have happened. Like there's um, one house that's actually kind of one, one block away from the city tavern called the Bishop White House, which has a long history of being haunted. Uh, and it's not occupied. It's part of the National Park. So nobody lives there. It's closed at night. No one's there. And sometimes at night, like lights have gone on in that house. Um, and we've told the park service about it. And they're like, yeah, we have no idea. We're not going to go check it out, though. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I wouldn't either. I'm the person that hears a sound and I run the opposite way. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. But uh, at that at that house, one of one of the ghosts that's there is the ghost of a woman named Mrs. Boggs, who is the housekeeper to Bishop White. Uh, and she died in the house. And one thing that a lot of people have seen on my tour over the years, and I've seen it many times myself as well, is that, you know, we'll be I'll be telling the story and people will be like, start pointing at the house and be like, what is it? And I'm like, there's an old woman in the window. And I turn around and there's an old woman's face looking out the window, looking out at us. And it'll be there for like a couple seconds and then it'll be gone. Um, and it's the same woman's face 
every time every time that pe that i've seen and that people have seen so it's, it's like she's kind of like checking up like what what are you doing you know what are you doing near the house are you telling my story right um it's kind of unnerving when it happens <laughs> right she's making sure you get it right you know what i grew up in the drexel hill area and when i was in fourth grade a friend of mine had a sleepover and apparently her house was a house part of the underground railroad and we slept there one time and she tells me i didn't hear it but she swears that there was um like people ghost playing violins mm. um have you done any research in like the like montgomery counties the other area counties bucks county delaware county a little bit yeah um and in the in the book Haunted History of Philadelphia, there is actually a story from Montgomery County um, about Arcadia, uh, where I went, where I went to college, um, which has again a long history of ghost stories and urban legends. Like def I think definitely one of the most haunted universities in the U.S. Um, but yeah, there there's a lot of stories surrounding the ca Gray Towers Castle which is the center of Arcadia University's campus, um, was built by a man named William Welsh Harrison, uh, who, was, who was incredibly, incredibly rich. And it's said, as the legends have gone down, that he and his wife, Bertha, did not get along very well, um, and they lived in separate wings of the castle when it was built. Um, and there are rumors that William Welsh Harrison would have affairs with a lot of the maids, and that, as the story goes, mm -hmm. all right, um, one, one night, <laughs> very scandalous, right? Um, and one night, uh, Bertha, his wife, had enough, so she cornered a maid in a room on the second floor of the castle and stabbed her to death. And the room was painted white, and so there were blood stains all over the walls. And they, you know, of course, again, these are very rich people. They buried the body somewhere. On the ground on the grounds no you know police never heard about it um so they tried to paint the room white again to cover up the blood stains but the blood stains would always come back and finally they painted the room red uh and it's now known as the red room uh and it still is painted red uh i worked there in the financial aid office as work study when i was in college and they opened up the red room to be part of our offices and my boss was in there and she said that she always felt like someone was standing behind her, looking over her shoulder. Um, and she turned, there'd never be anybody there. Oh, my gosh. You know, earlier you mentioned that, you know, you like doing this work because it keeps these memories alive and prevents these stories from getting lost. Why do you think these stories get lost? I mean, that's a great question. And it's one I think about a lot. I think it's because... Throughout our history, we tend to gravitate towards the big moments, like the big, you know, the big names, you know, the people who, you know, really did a, a lot to, like, change the course of history or contributed to great things, you know, like all the folks who fought in the American Revolution or who wrote, you know, the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution um, or have that legend of sewing the first flag as Betsy Ross does. You know, we focus on those people, but a lot of the ordinary like the regular people you know folks like us like kind of get lost because they didn't make those big 
big changes that were recorded, but it doesn't mean they didn't do extraordinary things in their lives. Um, and they're still worth talking about and worth remembering. Josh Hitchens, author of Haunted History of Philadelphia. Thank you so much for being on CityCast Philly. Thank you so much and happy Halloween, everybody. To learn more about Josh's new book, we'll have links in our show notes. And here's what else Philly's talking about. Last week, the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia opened the Center for Advanced Behavioral Health Care in West Philly. It's intended to combat the ongoing mental health crisis among Philly's young people. It plans to increase access to behavioral services and reduce location-related barriers to care. Southwest Philly native Shakia Williams just opened up her own winery. According to Billy Penn, she believes she is the first black woman in Pennsylvania to run a wine tasting room. Serenity Sips is located in Hatboro, about an hour outside of Center City. And even though today is Halloween and Thanksgiving is right around the corner, Christmas Village is coming back to Love Park and City Hall. This experience is modeled after the traditional open-air German-style Christmas markets. Vendors sell food and holiday gifts in wooden booths. Christmas Village opens November 19th through December 24th from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. every day. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. We hope you had a scary good time. If you enjoyed the show, share the link with the ghouls and ghosts and goblins in your life. Rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Be safe tonight. Bye. You hear that? It's a ghost. I don't know.